0: Welcome to episode 47 of Talking Jacks. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Gosshorn. How are you doing today, Ben?
1: Um, it's a Monday. We drew and lost over the last week. Um, and now we go into a stretch where we play some of the best teams in the East. So, personally, I'm doing good. Um, as an Independence fan, I'm a little down. But Is your Doomsday clock on yet? from last season yeah i'm glad you brought that up i i kind of forgot to mention that or or have that in the back of my memory Well, we haven't had to bring it out since uh, really since really yeah i mean i i told chris that after the draw against the rowdies that outcome may have felt worse than the loss against ncfc There's not a huge correlation there because, I mean, we got a point. We lost against our rival. But to lose two men in the latter part of the game with red cards, to let a team like the Rowdies, not that they're bad, but they were missing one of their strikers. They were missing
0: a lot, and they're shuffling. I think it's fair to say that they're not a team that we should drop points to at home at this stage. Maybe later Especially in the season when they figure out their yes yeah, that that too, once they the figure their stuff out. But like in this current state of the Rowdies, who are so bad on the road and who, you know, just can't seem to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, dropping points there was really bad. And, and and like you said, to do it the way we did it, to you know go up two goals, two wonderful goals in you know ten minutes yeah. in the second half to really take the game over. And then just to let in a cheap set-piece goal, you know, set-piece defending came back to bite us three times this week, if I'm right. Um. Because one of the Bethlehem goals was off of a set-piece, albeit it was recycled out, but not fully.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was similar.
0: It was kind of a similar situation. I mean, the first goal for the Rowdies, we let Joe Cole. Joe freaking Cole left him no, unmarked in the box from the penalty spot on a corner kick like that kind of mistake is mind boggling i know he didn't end up scoring the goal but he took the shot that deflected into junks arm and then right into the path mm-hmm. of the unmarked player at the back post who yeah. who put it in St- mm-hmm. like mistakes like that can't be happening when you're up two goals at home in a very winnable game like you cannot make that mistake yeah. and then uh, you know the inexplicable decision by joel johnson to to take that yellow card at the end of the game right after getting yellow card for time wasting yeah i didn't see what he did to, to get the yellow card for time wasting i assumed it was just he didn't throw the ball in or something after a you know i never saw it i didn't even realize he was booked yeah. until after they announced it on the loudspeakers um mm-hmm. but to, for him to take that foul there in that situation that wasn't a dangerous attack it was just one of those he, he just, got beat he got he got beat and instead of using his speed I guess maybe he was just tired which you know Joel Johnson doesn't get tired usually but yeah. he I guess he got tired I don't know he he's prone to making like mistakes in the tackle you know we we've known that he leads our team in yellow cards I think he led the league in yellow cards last year I was close to it Yeah uh, but to take one in that moment was just so dumb um, yeah. and then obviously it bit us you know They took the set piece short, and then, you know, I can understand not marking the guy who's standing at the halfway line, so I'm not going to fault anybody there. But Mm -hmm. to not pressure the ball, you
1: know. To give him that much time is – Yeah, that much time and space to to pick
0: out the top corner the way he did. Uh, And, you know, I think I looked at you in in the stadium. From our angle, it looked like it was a savable shot. Uh, cause Dykstra got his hands to it, but then when, you know, after I saw the replay, I'm not sure Dykstra could have done much else. If he had saved it, it would have been a miracle save. Uh, yeah. because it was an absolute rocket and it That's was right. It was rising the whole time. You could, you couldn't see it from our angle in the stadium, mm-hmm. but you know, when you see that angle from, I guess, sort of behind from, you know, mm-hmm. the, the giant scaffolding, you can yep. see the ball just rising the whole time, even until it hits the net. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just so deflating. And then, of course, the I, I still I didn't see video of the Donnie incident.
1: I didn't go back and watch it. Um, I didn't either. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was just a – Well, first of all, the referee messed up not carding – not stopping the play when he got knocked over to begin with. Yeah, I'm he – he, tra- he got pushed
0: over. He tried to I, play the advantage, the uh, he and he ended but, up bringing it back, but he didn't give the guy a yellow card after he went in studs up on Donnie. So I'm sure Donnie was – heated because of that and then yeah. he got shoved down in the box and then he retaliated and you know nine times out of ten they're only gonna give a card to the person who retaliates that's just the way it is that's you know that's how it is in life and sports and all things yeah. you know that it's always the second man who gets who gets in trouble uh, mm. but yeah it was disappointing to see two of our veteran guys kind of lose their cool like that it, it but you know like we say sometimes it is what it is uh -hmm. we didn't deal with the moment well uh and i think it carried over a little bit into the bethlehem game uh where we had some interesting decision making not in the same way not you know not committing fouls but defensively we had some interesting decision making (sighs) and in the bethlehem game we we can kind of transition away from the tampa bay game yeah Uh, let's let's leave that game we uh yeah, let's leave that one to go to this <clears throat> next one, which is even better. Uh, Such an uproar. We lost 4-1 to one to Bethlehem Steel on the road on Saturday, uh, yep. as predicted by nobody on this show. Uh, yep. I believe Evan was the only one to predict a win. No, that's not true. I also predicted a win for Bethlehem. I just predicted a much more favorable scoreline of 3-2, and it ended yeah. up being 4-1. And yep. uh, the first goal was a set piece it was a it was a free kick or corner kick i think it was, um, a, think it was a corner kick i feel like it was a corner kick i yeah. don't i'm not gonna go back it was a free it was a set piece of some kind where yes. we didn't deal with the original ball very well we, we we cleared it but not not far enough and then we didn't we didn't mark up in the box on the return ball and the guy i mean to be fair it was a really good flick on Uh, not you know but but we let two guys get goal side in the box and you can't let that happen because if a guy gets a foot to it and flicks it on to the back post and he's and you've let your man get goal side he's going to tap it in which is exactly what happened yep um i thought you know that really kind of set the tone for the rest of the game we kind of hung our heads for a minute there we did yeah. we did come back uh pretty lively after a few minutes of uh kind of sulking. Ziad nearly headed one in and then hit the post. Yeah. In like That's you know like 10 minutes had later
1: been quite good. And it uh, almost
0: I I just watched the highlights kind of before we got on here and I I think the keeper might have gotten a fingertip to to it as well mm-hmm. to save it off the post. I don't know, you know. That's not a yeah. hundred percent because we don't have those super slow motion cameras that they have at the World Cup, where you can <laughs> see the ball spinning. You know, you can read the the tiny print on the ball as it spins in super slow mo. Uh, yeah. But it it just looked like it took a slight deflection off of the keeper's fingertip and into the post. But either way, it was good chance. You know, creating chances wasn't really our problem in the game. It was no. it was. Putting those chances into the net i mean if if that ball goes in we're 1-1 in the 20th minute maybe the game has a completely different outcome because maybe that gives us a little bit of energy because that's the biggest thing i noticed in this game is we had no energy yeah and i don't know if that's because of all the changes that we made to the lineup or if it was the heat or if it was the sleeper bus that the players had to ride up to bethlehem on you know maybe they didn't sleep well (laughs) <laughs> I don't know there's a myriad of of reasons uh, but uh, it was just a lifeless team out there it, I did not recognize them for most of the match and that was the most yeah. disappointing part of the whole performance I mean we don't have to sit here and break down every goal because that would just be painful. Uh, yeah what did you i mean you watched it after the fact you already knew the result what did you think of everything because i think you think it you don't you thought you think it's bad but i think i
1: think it's worse than you do so let me let me give you a chance to talk i don't so going into it i did not expect to win i would have been surprised if we drew and to be honest if we considering Um, I think even if we would have had a full roster, it would have been difficult to get an outcome, um, in Bethlehem considering their speed and everything. Um, it's kind of just a perfect storm and they've been pretty good this year on top of that. Um, I mean, they're right around where we are. They're literally right behind us in the standings now, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so they're not a bad team. That being said, we were basically without four of our main starters in this game. And it's an excuse, but when we're not playing our best roster, the biggest thing this game showed me is we're not as deep as I thought we were, which is really sad. And it's, it's, it's hard to spin that because I thought going into this season, we were far deeper. We were in a better position to, to trouble through storms in the middle of the season when players got injured, when players were suspended, um, when people weren't as well or weren't finishing as well, things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm not quite in panic mode Um, because we did create chances. um, But I think the biggest issue lies in the fact that we didn't have Donnie and we didn't have Joel. We had no way of getting the ball out of our back half. And I think even more so – the problem lies in the, the midfield. We have was, no midfield. I was gonna say our midfield got completely
0: yeah. overran all game. That mm-hmm. was the biggest issue I thought that yeah. and some questionable decision making by the back line. The second goal uh, you know, right off the kickoff of the second half, you know, you're just playing soccer tennis and and yeah. Kalungi, you know, God bless him, he's he's got so much heart but to, yeah, yeah. He, he made a challenge that he he couldn't win. He went into an aerial challenge that he couldn't win, and he basically left Duckett out to dry uh, yeah. in that situation. And you just can't do that coming off a kickoff. I You know, I guess it, it it's one of those, if you're going to make a mistake, m- make it at 100 miles an hour type of thing, but it's still a mistake. You know, you can't leave yeah. Duckett high and dry like that and and maybe Ducket should do better when he is left high and dry, but that's a hard expectation I, to put put on I a think guy. He did
1: pretty well, all things considered. He turned I him think- a
0: couple times, yeah, but it, it, that's just a situation where you know you had three guys who can stop that. You can you have Ducket or you have Kalungi who can win the, win the header, which he yeah. fails to do. You have Ducket who can take the ball off of him, or block the shot or something, which he couldn't do. Or you can have Miller save the ball and just yep. all three of those guys. And, and it's not necessarily, you know, a hundred percent on any one of them. It's just a, it was really similar to that goal that Nashville scored. Uh, the Alan Wingle It was, it was almost identical except Henry yeah. didn't slip. Henry went for a header and missed it. And then yeah, that's actually a really It was good... like, it was almost carbon copy from that point. It just wasn't as pretty of a finish. So it won't end up on goal of the week, and be played on loop thing
1: over and over. That I think that shows me too is that, um, the difference between that one and the one this uh, this past weekend was nobody went to help duck it. I think uh, some-
0: that's not true. I say- Richie Perez did. Richie Perez did okay. tracked back. Uh, but it was one of the, it was right up the kickoff, so we weren't in our shape yet. So that that was the biggest. That was my biggest problem with Kalunja going for that header so aggressively, is mm-hmm. is we weren't in our shape yet. So by doing that, by committing full out to winning that header rather than just containing him, and mm-hmm. and letting us get into our shape, uh, we were left with with Ducket and then uh, Richie Perez tracking back to overlap Ducket, but he you know he didn't. I think he was going to the one of the posts. Uh, yeah. But but like you know, like you were saying, our midfield, I, that's that's a, that's a midfield pair that we've never seen. Greg Jordan and Richie Perez. Yeah.
1: Neither one and, of those have started at all. Well, other than the very first game, no, I think. Yeah, about it. We, and and
0: and Richie started five. in the Open Cup, and right. I just think Richie's. I don't know if Richie is the deep playing midfielder role. I he just. He just – I don't know. I couldn't think of a time when he was out there. Like when he got subbed off, yeah. I, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot he was in the game. Like, And that's not good. Yeah. And that that's not just a – that's not an indictment on him 100%. It was – we didn't have the ball at all. So, obviously, if we don't mm-hmm. have the ball much, our midfield's not going to be making a huge impact. Uh, yeah. But it, it was a – I don't think Jordan
1: and Perez are a good pairing. Um, I it didn't I, I thought the same thing you just said. I mean there was one moment where I think he he uh he may get Deke of the week um with what he made somebody look silly but other than that I yeah, mean he did but but that's why I just think he is more of a
0: number 10. He's not yeah, a number 8. He's not going to he's not Lewis Hilton. He's not no. <laughs> he's not these players that we traditionally have in that role. Uh, and I think that might be why he's having a hard time seeing the, seeing the field is because uh-huh. we were pretty stacked at the number 10 position. So he's having to play a position that maybe he's not 100% suited for. Uh, yeah. But I don't know just, if you just look at the passing numbers, I mean, Greg Jordan and Perez combined for, let's see, 70 passes mm. in some games one of our central midfielders will have 70 passes by himself, you know, that, that, and, and like you were saying, we didn't have a lot of possession. Surprisingly, the possession wasn't as drastic as I thought it was only like 55, 45. I thought it would be more drastic than that.
1: Yeah. You would think based on, I mean, I, I can't tell you that we really had the ball much or for very long stretches at all. Um, we did, I mean, we, we played well, I'll give us I'll give
0: us this. We did play well uh late in the second half or in the first half. And and then I guess very late in the second half when we scored a goal, we played well. Uh yeah. but there was a stretch where you know, we had Ziad had the header, the post. I think we had a couple other chances. It felt like we were going to get back into the game. And so I was a little bit hopeful going into halftime. And then yeah. to give up that goal was just soul crushing. Mhm. And and it, and it, it the players hung their heads too, which was which is not something you see a lot of times, and that was kind of shocking, because they hung their heads, and they they just did they just went back to playing with no energy. Uh, we we made some early substitutions, but you know Alex came in on at halftime for Milwaukee.
1: I was super surprised by that. I,
0: I was too. I I thought Moapi was doing okay. I thought he had created some chances. He had a couple of giveaways, but Gee. you're gonna have giveaways with a player like Mowapi. That's his game. He's he's gonna yeah. take guys one on one, he's gonna play risky passes. If you don't you know, if you don't ever play a risky pass, you're not gonna win win games. Just look at Spain in the World Cup. If you just yeah. ping the ball around and play it safe all the time. So, you know, I don't know. And I don't think Alex necessarily had a bad game. I thought there were a couple times where his body language uh, could have been better. But, I you yeah. know, I understand the frustration, but everybody's frustrated. It's, you know, channel the frustration into more energy on the field. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. It's, uh, uh, but I, I think
0: he had a chance created as well, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think Cato did provide a spark coming off the bench. Um, I don't think Airman offered much of anything on the wing, honestly. Well, there it's because definitely... he didn't play
0: on the wing, really. He was inside the whole time. Yeah. I guess my my only thing with Airman is I, I like him. I just don't know what position yeah. he plays. I Yeah. There's sometimes I, where he comes in and plays left back. There's sometimes where he plays on that left wing. But if you look at the average position, he's tucked way inside. But he's he's left-footed it's almost like we'd be better off putting him on the right side which i think might have been what we did when alex came in now that yeah. i think about it i think airman did go to the right side mm-hmm. uh but i i i thought airman did pretty well actually he just okay i just don't know what his position is i guess yeah so it's hard for me to evaluate what he's bringing to the table because he where I don't know where he fits.
1: Yeah. I think he's a less decisive version of Alex, which is not good because <laughs> the, the, the appeal of he Alex. He did get a yellow the- card. So he's, you know, the comparisons <laughs> are there. He's, he's following in his footsteps. Um, but I, I do think Sam Vines played pretty well. Oh he really? Had that- I thought really Sam pretty- Vines had the
0: worst game he's had as a pro. Oh, Wow. Yeah, and that's I, I, and that's a that's a that's a really high bar. I mean, he's yeah, he's had some really good games, but he was there. He was so indecisive in the final third. He was like paralyzed. He, he had that really good two. Cross early on though. He did have a good cross early on, but there were two times where he got the ball in the box, almost in the six yard yeah. box, and he he panicked. He did not. He was deer in headlights. He didn't know whether to shoot, cross, cut back what and so he kind of did a combination of all three and he did it twice like i thought i I think i was disappointed that the second time he was in that opportunity he didn't he was even less decisive than he was in the first time he didn't learn from his mistake Mm -hmm. and he's i mean he's a he's a kid let's not get crazy you know i'm not i'm not sitting here bashing him he didn't have a terrible game it was just he's been so much better than what he was on saturday if that makes sense
1: yeah, now that we do think about it in the whole picture, I guess that is fairly true. But um, did you listen to the commentators?
0: I did. See, we disagree about the commentators too, because you oh, got—I know you got, no, I know you got mad. Saying... I know you got mad at them. But oh
1: my god, they made me mad the whole game. There was
0: that one section where we were—we had just given up. I think the fourth goal, and the color—I forget his name's Devin something. Uh, yeah. and he was just like ranting and I was just sitting there clapping. I was just like, yes, I was like, yes, get him. Cause he was, <sighs> he was right. I mean, he was saying all, he was saying everything we're saying right now. They did, they, they lacked energy. They had it's They were playing without a purpose. They were just, they were I'll indecisive. Like that. he was saying all but, of the right things. He was saying that, you know, you have
1: to be better than this. And I completely agreed. I agree with it. However, there's two or three major things that he said during that rant that made no damn sense. <laughs> Number one, he tried to say that Sam Vines need to be, needs to be more attacking and more threatening and more creative against the keeper. He's not going to do that. We saw what happens in this game. And this is the mo- this is the closest. I think this is the first time he's been in the box with the ball. Yeah, he doesn't get into the 18 yard box a whole lot. He's not going to offer that. He's he's not going to. He's not Alex. He's not Donnie Smith. He's not Joel Johnson. He's good, but he's not Not yet. But he needs to be. He he, he needs to be like he needs to put that into his game. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be to be a complete uh, left back, I'll definitely agree with that. Number two. I'm sick of the commentators for USL comparing Alex and Enzo. They're not the same player. They're they no, don't play oh, the same position. Yeah, the there was that, that yeah.
0: I'll give you that because he he did say, you know, I thought somebody like Alex Martinez would step up.
1: I'm like, "Well, that's not really fair. Alex has never been much of a goal scorer." Like Yeah, and he even went as far as to say Alex hasn't scored since last time they played last year because he doesn't score. Yeah, I think Alex has that's not I think Alex game. has like
0: 3 or 4 goals for the Independents like
1: ever. Just, yeah. Like you said, that's not really his game. I mean, and, and the other thing that bothered me, there's, there's a number of things that bothered me, but the last thing that bothered me, to suggest that the Independents don't have as much to play for or motivation to play for because they're not in a system like the Steel because they Ooh. don't have somebody behind them motivating them. Is that them, what he was trying to say? That's what he said. He literally said at one point the reason – why or maybe a reason why the independents are not playing as well as they could be or motivated or whatever is because they're not in a system where someone behind them could take their job or something, which is complete lunacy. It's almost worse than saying Alex is going to take over for Enzo. I can somewhat agree with it, but to say that would be to say that Louisville isn't going to have any motivation to play, that Cincinnati's not going to have any motivation to play. It's it, There's no reason and there's no way to back that up i misunderstood him then i thought he was saying like
0: maybe there's a lack of competition for like places but he was saying because (sighs) there's nowhere for them to go like like they can't go to mls
1: that's what he was saying I, i think he was trying to say that there's nobody there's nobody behind them in, in like the PDL team, in uh, the, the Reading United, in the, the structure oh, for the, okay. the union, well. and there's nowhere for them to go or that type of thing. It just, I may be channeling my frustration into <laughs> what they were saying. It's Are very projecting possible. a little bit? Maybe. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Talking Jacks the is thing. therapy for us. The main thing for me after all this, praise the steel. They've scored four goals. Don't talk crap about our team. I'm very sensitive, obviously. Uh, but it's, it, I think but, it was fair criticism for the most part. Uh, it is. But take the high road. <laughs> talk about the steal. Tell, tell, talk about how they're going to benefit from this win. <laughs> to rag on the independents for that long is just, it bothered me. Obvi- for obvious reasons, but it bothered me to to put a a stop on that rant. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I don't want to rant any further, but <laughs> yeah. like I think maybe maybe the independents just need a little tough love
1: after this week. Yeah. I mean, the last time we lost this badly, or similarly, we beat the Red Bull five one. Well. Last-
0: is that true? Because technically, the last time we lost this badly was like two weeks ago in New York. Well, no, that wasn't no, this bad. That was, that was, two, was four. That was, that was two four goals. two. You're right. I'm sorry. We yeah. we scored really late in that one on the penalty. That was
1: close though. I, I about completely threw that.
0: But those uh, but those games were really similar. Uh, we didn't lack energy in that game like we did in this one. Oh but yeah. We were run off the pitch by younger players. Now that was, I mean, that game was a lot of just really bad individual errors leading to goals. Yeah. Uh, So it was a little, I mean, it was a little different. And it was like all their goals came in a flurry, whereas the steals Mm -hmm. were pretty spread out. Yeah. uh, Except for (laughs)
1: the last two were really close together. But I don't know. I'm I'm not too terribly worried about this because it wasn't our strongest lineup. It was the third game in a week. Yeah. It was not a good matchup for us to begin with and but still i know it was our the b showing team. was not i know good. it was
0: our b team so to speak and like yeah. but i i just feel like at at this point in the season you cannot put out a lot of performance like that that was like a week two we're still trying to figure out what we're doing performance not a we're that. halfway That's through the, the season well i guess we're not quite halfway through in terms of games played but in we're you know a third of the way through the season Mm -hmm. and we haven't figured out you know what i mean i don't know it was just it was so frustrating to watch us just kind of hang our
1: heads and not have life no yeah i it is frustrating i i think after the, the rowdies game i think i had to reel in my expectations for the season and I think we just – I think maybe part of it is we just needed to –
0: we got too excited in that run of games where we're like, oh, we're like – this is like last year again. We're going to be pushing for a top four when in reality, yeah. before the season we said we're probably not going to be able to push for that top four. I think we just need yeah. to go back and reset our expectations and say, look, this team is a solid team, mm-hmm. but, I, but they're not one of the four best teams in the USL Eastern Conference.
1: Yep. I think we it's, just need to
0: accept that and then stop holding them to that standard and say, hey, this team is more like a fifth or sixth place team. And maybe yeah. we can still push for that fourth place. But I don't think we're maybe pushing one, two, three like we were last season. No, I I think Obviously the goal
1: is the same. The goal you. is, you know, the home playoffs. But here's a question for you. How many Okay, I'll tell you who are in the top eight right now. This is really easy, actually, but I'm going to see if you can do it anyways. Um, In the top eight are, being the playoff teams, obviously, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Nashville, Louisville, Indy, Charleston, us, and Bethlehem. How many of those teams have we won against? one? Cincinnati? Well, we haven't played a lot of them. That's the other. That, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because we've only beaten one of them. But granted, we haven't. We've only played Nashville once. We've only played Indy once. We've only played Bethlehem once. We have not played Pittsburgh. We have not played Louisville, and we've only yeah. And um, Louisville just appointed three of their
0: players to be their head coach. I don't know how yeah. that's going to work. So we'll I, see. Hopefully they fall apart and burn to the ground. That'd be cool. Yes. They uh, did
1: draw with the Red Bull over the weekend at dude, home. Dude, so. They drew to uh, Toronto on Wednesday. No, that was Cincy. Oh, was it? But they did draw to, to Penn FC at home, which is still that's, not – that's, that's what
0: I was nah, – you yeah. knew what I
1: was trying to say. Yeah. I knew what I you don't were know referring to. Uh, I, I think, honestly, our ceiling at this point is five or six. Uh and we're gonna have to get i I think we we've still got a five to six seed quality team but i mean this next stretch i remember looking at this a while ago and it's not easy
0: no but Um, my thing is like we have to be able to depend on some of these backup you know quote unquote backup players to step in and not not lose that match of a gap in quality you know
1: Oh, no, yeah. And, I like,
0: mean, I, I don't think it's necessary. sorry, I'm having a hard time here. Got fine. Got something caught in my throat. <clears> throat. I don't think it's necessarily that the players that we have behind our starters, quote, unquote, are bad. I just think yeah. some of them don't fit together. Like, we've yep. seen the Duckett and Kalungi experiment for several years. They don't fit together. I can't exactly put my finger on why. But Duckett and yeah. Kalunji do not fit together as a center back pair. They just don't. Like it, it you, I'm not trying to you know, it there, there's a reason that our some of our best games have come when one or both of them was not in the lineup defensively.
1: Yeah. I, they just
0: they're not they're not a good fit. Mm-hmm. Especially when you fairly- surround them with, you know, midfielders who aren't defensive midfielders. <laughs> well, Jordan's yeah. a defensive midfielder, but yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off.
1: No, you're fine. I, I definitely think at this point we need to get our center back position finalized. I mean, obviously health is an issue and rotation is an issue too, but um, Watson's our best center back. I think it's rotationally duck it slash um, uh, Jungsu for the, for the other center back position position. Um, I'll say this now, because do you remember Javon's shot that was on target? It was very early on in the game. This is a completely an aside, but against Atlanta or in this game? In this game. I know I don't remember it. <laughs> it was not a great shot, but he hit the hell out of it. He will probably get a if he is on the wing at all or in the center, but in the center midfield at all, he'll probably get a banger by the end of the season. He probably won't get very many opportunities at the rest of the for the latter part of this year. That is a Hopefully, bold prediction right
0: there. Javon putting, Watson will score a banger. He was, he was I'll say he was close against Atlanta. I'm having a hard time remembering this shot. I'm gonna pull it up on the shot map. See if I remember. It was
1: really it. early on. I mean he It was from he, the
0: right side of the he, box.
1: It was really early on. I don't remember it. Yeah. Was it like <laughs> it was, a slow roller? No, he hit the hell out of it. He hit it basically right to the keeper, but it was a nice shot. Uh, that, oh, you know that... what?
0: I think the independents were, like, pulling... They were doing gifts during the game. I'm going to go to their Twitter and okay. look at it, because I don't remember this, and I feel like I should. It I was, was having technical difficulties early in the game. I know that. Uh... Hotel Wi-Fi is not... It doesn't
1: work with ESPN+. I had to watch it on my phone. Darn. But, yeah, I think... Five or six is definitely our ceiling, um, but it's it's going to be tough. I mean, we we this next stretch we're going to play Indiana or not Indiana, <laughs> Indiana eleven, um, <laughs> Indy eleven this upcoming Saturday, followed by Nashville on a Wednesday, on the or at home yeah at home, then Cincinnati away on that Saturday. Followed by, um, is that right? No, that's Wednesday. Oh, so we have a week. I forgot about that. I'm messing up the way dates work. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, so we to have to
1: start over. We have Indy this upcoming Saturday, uh-huh. Nashville. The following Wednesday. Wednesday at home. Yeah. The following Wednesday we play at Cincinnati. Yep. On and then ESPN that Saturday. Too. Yeah, ESPN two. Almost forgot about that. Um, your ESPN plus subscription is not is not valid for that sorry um but uh and then to follow that up we play louisville away on saturday um we're gonna figure out a lot about our team in those games um yeah out of those games do you think we're gonna win any of those oh
0: yeah i'm One. not gonna say we're gonna go O for what is that four games that's a four game stretch i don't think we're gonna go 0 for four so you think one of those games will win? I think one of those games we will win. It's going to be tough. I, it's going to be tough, but I think Louisville is maybe a house of horrors for us, but they do not seem like they are as good as they've been the last two years. Uh, yeah. Indy, I don't know what to expect for Indy. I feel like we that's a team we can go in there and compete with. Uh. You just have to not let them, you know, completely run over the midfield, yeah. like happened on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Nashville at Nashville home. At
1: home, so it won't be on a baseball field. Um, that
0: that's a winnable game, in my opinion. I know Nashville is pretty good but I don't think they are as good as their recent run of form has suggested because they've played a lot of, like us, they've played a lot of the teams that are not necessarily world beaters in that stretch, and they got a lot of draws. Like, they weren't winning. When they went, like, what was it, 10 games unbeaten? Yeah. I think, like, five of them were draws. So, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, yeah, you're unbeaten, but if it's a 0-0 draw at home on a baseball field, is that as impressive as a win against a tough team on the road on a regular field? I don't know. It's fair. I just don't know, I... how, to, I don't know how to evaluate. It's not like when we played them in Nashville that they played us off the park. No. Uh, I know, don't we think had so. that unlucky bounce, and then we were really pushing for an equalizer really the whole rest of the game. And then there was that weird goal at the very end. Yeah. Uh, the first dykstra howler of the season yeah or maybe second i don't remember <laughs> speaking of dykstra not to get too far off topic uh but what'd you think of brandon miller only um, his first i believe his second league start and first start yeah. since the open cup back in may
1: did he have a save he had two saves
0: apparently hmm um Yeah, a lot of opportunities <laughs> they had 17 shots and yeah. eleven of them, I think, were on target or something like
1: that. Something insane. I, I think... don't think he was bad. Um the other thing that's definitely worth noting is two or three of their goals were maybe just two of them. Yeah, just two of them were far post. Good shots. Low.
0: Low hard to save
1: shots. Hard to save shots as well. But I think it's worth noting that they weren't, I don't, I I don't put much stock in the fact that Brandon Miller played a bad game in this one because he didn't put, get much of an effort to get in a rhythm also Um, to go down that early. It's, it's got to mess with your psyche and your um, trust in your defense. I I think that's kind of hard to, to get in the mind of a keeper but i think that's got to put some some doubt in yourself there and and the people in front of you um but i don't think he was too bad i I think we're officially on dykstra watch because we don't know where he is Um, uh he posted a picture on his instagram today with his kids on the couch
0: watching the world cup so i was i think maybe he was just a maybe he picked up a knock i don't know
1: yeah i kind of curious on that if that may be what happened um or maybe they just needed a break i don't know
0: maybe they just wanted to give miller a shot i will say it's got to be tough to not play in a competitive match for two months and then to have to go face 17 shots yeah uh it looked like maybe he could have done better on a couple of them but that that's easy for me to say uh but i didn't think he was bad either it's it's that that's a really tough position to be in to to not play for so long and then to just kind of get put to
1: the fire yeah i i think he hasn't gotten a fair shake this year yet yeah i i I think that's fair to say
0: because you know he had the broken thumb and Mm-hmm. who knows if that's still affecting him you know yeah it very
1: well could be um but yeah i think we're gonna learn a lot in this next stretch here uh, i think we'll time. i think we'll
0: come out okay on that road trip i don't yeah. i don't see
1: us going 0 for four i guess it's not all the road trip because we play nashville at home during that stretch mm-hmm. but, i don't think that we will either i think we'll get a couple draws in there to be honest with you though I think that Nashville game at home is a must-win.
0: I'm not going to say anything's a must-win at this point in the season.
1: Obviously, for it'd be our, nice to go get a a win, but I think for our confidence and everything, attack-mindedness, our finishing ability, um, defensive character, um, and structured, our psyche. Yeah,
0: maybe we just Especially, need a win for confidence more than anything.
1: Yeah, I I think that's essentially a must-win. Um, it's really early on to say that, but I think it, too early on to say that. But
0: I agree okay. to disagree. We we will agree to disagree. Yes. So we will
1: we will definitely see. I finally we'll see this play. shot.
0: By the way, I finally got to the tweet. Was it? it was not a at, good shot. It was a good shot. Yeah, it, well, it was left foot too. Was it his left foot? I didn't yeah, notice. Yeah, that. he was. Making a run down to the right and cut back and lost two defenders before he took the shot on. I like Javon Watson. He's been a sneaky good signing for us.
1: Oh yeah, if we don't sign Javon Watson, we're like trying to figure out if uh, Wechter is going to come down from New York. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, he he's been great and his versatility. He's played everywhere. He's played forward, essentially right back,
0: center back, and central mid yeah we haven't seen uh, him at
1: left back but I think he
0: can play left back
1: he would probably dominate it somehow I just, he, he would... has sneaky pace yeah for there a was a moment, moment there
0: for a guy his size and his age yeah. he's i think he's 34 yeah. Yeah. there was a moment I, I think it was in the first or second half he kind of did, he did one of those where he kind of was hold he he was going down the line kind of slow slowed down even more and then accelerated and absolutely blew by one of these steel young guys. I mean, it was impressive to say the least. Yeah. I don't think anything came of it, but I was just like floored (laughs) that he was able to go from zero to 60 like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, And and he was the the kid covering him was probably half his age. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But at least like based on the, the steel's roster that he was, at the oldest 10 years younger than him, which is insane to think about. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, I think Javon was pretty good in this game. Um, or he, he, he's one of our better signings. Um, is there anything else from this game that, that stands no, out? To you let's maybe? just put this one behind
0: us until we have to yeah. answer questions about it. I don't know yeah. if any of the questions are specific about the game. I'll have to look. Yeah. But I, you know, it was
1: an ugly game. I, i liked the goal at the end was really nice it was very well yeah. worked do, do you almost think zaya was mad i mean i don't think it was going to go in target but do you almost think zaya was mad that it? it no i think perspective... he headed it to jorge on purpose
0: i don't think he was trying to head do it in the goal so? okay okay because no, he was i mean he was almost touching the post when he headed that i don't think there's any chance that he was trying to head it in
1: okay Uh, i mean i could be wrong
0: i could be i could be wrong but it looked to me like he aimed it to head it in jorge's direction
1: okay that's fair i yeah i thought zayed was
0: unlucky not to score in this one because he had yeah two or three really good chances uh i think maybe he should have done a little better on the header early uh but i you know the the one hit the post I think he had a shot saved. Maybe he—he was—he was. I mean, like like we said, ch- creating chances was not her problem. We no. had we had several chances. Uh, we just didn't put them away. Absolutely. And when you don't put your chances away, and you get beat four one, yeah, it's not a good day. You know. Nope. So moving on to questions. My goodness, we talked about those games for almost forty five minutes. Ooh. That was longer than I thought we would go, but I think we each went on a rant or two yeah. or three. Or two or, yeah. So four, we got uh, we got quite a few questions, a lot from Charles. Cool. Uh, Charles is like our most consistent question asker, so shout out to Charles. Yeah. Uh, first question, these are, I'm just going to kind of, I think it's like a triple, yeah, it's a, you know, there's like three or four questions. I'll just read the first one first. It's cool. kind of a, story i've been visiting nashville for a couple today a couple days and i'm so impressed with nashville sc's advertising tv commercials billboards and they even have a nashville sc section at dick's sporting goods how can indy increase brand awareness and better advertise and then he added i do think the independents have stepped up advertising and done better this season so good okay i'll let you take that one
1: first um hats off to nashville for doing what they're doing um i actually i'm not except for the playing in the
0: baseball field that's lame
1: yeah except for that they're just but everything just... else is cool yes yeah, so also don't take cool. our colors jerks oh it is kind of a variation of our colors i didn't even think about that yeah yeah there's but... a, there, it, there's this gold though not parchment yeah parchment's better than gold um <laughs> it's much more official but um <laughs> I don't know. I'm more along the lines of, I don't think they're going to do the type of promotions that Nashville is going to do and advertisements and things like that. Because the thing I've been thinking about this a lot today, actually, but if you look at it, the Charleston game was our highest attended game ever at the sportsplex. And I'm not knocking you at all, Charles, just, just for reference, but I didn't see any commercials. I didn't see any bus billboards. I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. So it it seems to me that the independents, completely speculating here, are going through different venues other than what is the traditional way because they're looking to tap into the market that they're in right now being Matthews. It doesn't really make any sense to them from my perspective to do maybe the traditional way of of tapping into the market in uptown or things like that because quite frankly it hasn't worked they've done bus billboards and things like that like i think you saw in in the slack chat the other day um where um matt Gardner was holding um maverick is his child's name i believe but he was holding a, a very young maverick um on a billboard it doesn't make much sense for me personally Wait, you saw matt garner on a billboard yeah he was on like a bus decal oh on a bus yeah, not recently. This was like 2016, I think. Oh, okay. You, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I got really
0: <laughs> confused for a second. Okay, I was so like, I'm we s- have billboards now.
1: Yeah, we did. We did for
0: a little while. Okay, um, I'm following your train of thought now.
1: Yeah. So, and, and to be honest with you, when they did that, it may have been <laughs> Ramblewood's fault, um, but it didn't really increase interest. I don't think. So at this point in time, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to go through those venues. Um, also, Nashville, I would assume has at least double the budget we do. Uh, um, <laughs> Try, <tried. laughs>
0: no, <laughs> aren't they yeah. owned by like a billionaire? Oh yeah, they are owned is by it, like is the same guy who's bringing them to MLS, or is I that a different? So. or Are they a different thing? think so okay because that guy is like a billionaire because he also owns the the which nfl team is it um the uh, minnesota vikings
1: yeah that's actually weird
0: that he's a vikings owner and he's in Nashville. maybe don't quote me on that i'm almost positive that's who it is though i think you are right it's somebody he owns an nfl team whether or not it's the vikings is irrelevant uh it would make more sense if it was the guy who owned the titans but i don't think it is the guy who owns the titans
1: Mm. Um. But what do you think? What's your perspective on that? My,
0: I, I was just gonna say, like, uh, you know, they're owned by a billionaire, so their pockets are much deeper, so they can afford to do uh, all the TV commercials. And although we have a TV commercial indirectly in the World Cup, you. so. Yeah
1: i don't know if if it's your world cup commercial nashville yeah
0: it's not it's not necessarily a charlotte independence commercial it's just a wells fargo commercial but there is a we are charlotte charlotte independence scarf in the bar uh Mm -hmm. in the background of the wells fargo commercial i saw it yesterday for the first time so it must have been a new commercial for the knockout rounds because i have watched almost every game in the world cup and that's the first time i've seen it i've seen them in other games you have seen that commercial Okay, maybe it's just because I don't watch the commercials at halftime usually. I usually go do something else because I can't stand to hear Alexi Lawless's stupid voice. But that's another yeah. topic completely. No, I I think we've actually done a lot better this year. Uh, obviously, having a little bit more money from our new owner, Dan, helps. Yep. Uh, who we've both met. Nice guy. He, Very he, good, good. He remember, he's a big fan of yours. Yeah. As everybody in the soccer world is like Ben, (laughs) Ben AKA the soccer goose is like a legend. Uh, so even the team owner is a fan. Yeah. But no, I think we've done a lot better. The attendance is slowly creeping up and up. Uh, I didn't see the, I I can't remember what the final number was from the other night. I think it was like 1300 or something. But when we got there, there was a huge crowd for a Wednesday night game. Unfortunately, the rain did what it did and the lightning did what it did. And kickoff was pushed back to like 830. And when you've got, you know, families, they're not going to sit around and wait with their kids an hour for a kickoff on a Wednesday night. Um, I wouldn't. So that was unfortunate, but it was great to see the parking lot that packed on a Wednesday game. Uh, Yep the charleston atmosphere was awesome. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can get a few more like that. Uh I imagine when they announce this upcoming summer friendly that's supposed to be happening uh they have you know a month before the european season's really kind of kick off so uh maybe they're going to announce that sometime soon. And I imagine that will probably sell out, be a huge crowd. Um, I think we're doing okay. It's really hard because we're in this weird, uh, like, not transitional. It's kind of a transition. It's just a really slow transition. You know, it's a three-year Matthews, or I guess four-year Matthews project. So Mm. you have to balance. Do you want to build your entire fan base around your temporary stadium or Mm -hmm. do you want to try to get as many people from the you know core charlotte market so to speak to travel out it it's a balancing act i think it'd be great if we could find a happy medium and we could get people from matthews to come out and we could get people out to the stadium uh but i think we're doing the best we can you know if we mm-hmm. can just slowly improve like we we've slowly improved since the week one of last year. And, yep. and and our I think our numbers uh Mike Pendleton has that tracker and I think our numbers are up almost twenty percent this year. Now I'm, I'm pretty glad you brought pretty that small up. sample pretty, size. Right here. Uh but if we keep trending in that direction, if we keep trending up week after week and year after year by the time we move to Memorial Stadium in 2021 a brand new renovated 20 uh, Memorial Stadium maybe we'll be able to compete with some of the larger <coughs> USL uh, attendance people but I mean at the end of the day that's not stuff we care about super much yep. uh,
1: but it's an interesting topic definitely for reference mike's little graph uh-huh we're one of only 10 teams with a plus margin this year That's we're good. Uh, attendance we're technically 14.8 um per, but yeah we're one okay above. so i was i was
0: rounding up by a lot so we're closer to 15 percent up
1: yeah okay. but it's still positive but it's still I mean, up i mean up is up and to make a slight jab against the the dead whales of carry fc or, uh, or I was going to call them Carly FC now because it's like Carrie and Raleigh. Um, but I don't think that's very creative, but whatever. Um, they are down drumroll 17%. Ouch! Well, um, let's not go there. Yeah, let's not do that. I, I'm already yeah. not looking forward to Ravelry Week when it comes up eventually. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that, that was a good question. I mean,
0: Nashville is a unique situation, I think, is what it comes down to. They are Mm -hmm. pushing really hard because they want to come into MLS like Atlanta has. uh, And like Cincinnati's going to. So obviously they're in full-out attack mode, which, you know, come 2020, if we're not running television commercials and doing some more stuff, then maybe – we can start to wonder what's going on uh, because, you know, by 2020 we'll be pushing, hey, you know, get your season tickets now for Memorial Stadium. That'll be a big push, I'm sure. But anyways, so uh, (laughs) the other question is how bad can – or how awful can Toronto FC2 be? I think their awfulness is to the point now where it hurts the image of the whole league. Which, the big news today was, they are no longer, after this year, going to be in our league. Yep. Uh, They're dropping down to USL D3, which I think is a more appropriate level for them at the moment. Uh, Not to knock them, I mean, uh, they obviously have some talented players, they just can't seem to put it together. I mean, obviously winning is not important to them. Uh, and maybe it's hurting their first team that winning is not important to them because they've had to rely on a lot of those fringe USL guys to play in MLS this year, and their MLS team is really struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe they should start encouraging a little bit more winning with their uh, development. But they're, they're pretty bad, but they did draw uh, Cincinnati, like you said. So mm-hmm. I don't know. With, it's they're now the only winless team in the league. I believe Tulsa
1: got their first win over the weekend. I think that's correct. And my bet with Jason is still active. I've just got like fourteen more. What was more your weeks.
0: What was your bet again? I don't remember.
1: I know you're I, probably gonna lose. Oh, I'm probably gonna lose. I, 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 the moment I did it, I think I wasn't thinking clearly. Because you bet that? Did you bet they they would get worse after the coach left? Technically, no. You just said that they won't win a game. Is that what, I'm pretty is sure that's the, the, bet? the bet. The bet is that they won't win a game the rest of the year. Is he going to make uh, you shave
0: your beard when that happens? I hope not. But is that no. on the table?
1: No. The okay. Basically, the, the bet is if Toronto does win a game, then I have to gloat and uh, say whatever Jason wants for me to say about him. And okay. the first happens if Toronto doesn't win. Okay. Gotcha. Um, on a podcast, I think is the way that's supposed to work. Okay. Um, well that i'll
0: be closely watching that one uh we have a question we haven't gotten a question from thad humphrey in a long time uh so welcome back thad uh the question is even though the game didn't go well i thought for his first start jake airman showed some real potential as the announcer said he moves around the field well and looks like a dynamic player hopefully we see a lot more of him going forward so he agrees with you that airman had a really good game isn't that yeah, what? Or no? I, you said he had a bad game,
1: didn't you? I don't think he did have a very good game. You did say um, that, yeah. I said he had a pretty good game, but I think he, like we kind of discussed, I think he doesn't necessarily have a distinct position in the team. Well, especially in this game um, when
0: he, I think he switched positions like two or three times throughout the game, which that's hard to find any cohesion if you're every every half hour you're going to be in a new position.
1: Yeah. That's a tough thing. It's a tough call for him too because he's learning a new system. He's um, adjusting on the fly, positionally, um, and all over the place on the pitch. Um, I do like him a lot, though. Um, I would. I think he would be better suited or best suited in the midfield, but like we in don't the center? have the position. Mm-hmm. Really,
0: that's interesting. I think
1: so. I think he quite frankly and this may just be me being me um he reminds you he, of lewis hilton
0: he does said, remind me of you lewis said hilton. that at the be- and you said that during preseason or maybe he it was does.
1: the first couple games He he's not as good as lewis hilton but i think he has the potential to fill a role that lewis hilton would has filled before um but i don't think there's room for him there unfortunately um yeah
0: well, he's played. I mean, he plays a lot. He usually comes on as a substitute. He just, like I was saying, like I just don't know what his best position is. Uh, it seems like he's very left-footed, which mm. is not a bad thing if you are in a position where you can use your left foot more often than not. Yeah. But there was one point he had like a really good dribble. He beat a couple defenders, but the ball was on his right foot, and you could tell he he didn't want to take a shot on his right foot because it was right around the 18-yard yep. box. It was I think he was cutting in from that left side. Mm-hmm. Uh, he beat a couple defenders and then I think ended up losing the ball because he couldn't maneuver his body to where he could shoot with his left and there was nobody to, to make a pass to. So just little things like that make me wonder, just like wh- maybe he's best suited to play on the right and cut in onto his left foot, but we've already got two or three players yep. who do that. That's what Moapi does. Cato doesn't cut onto his left foot as much, but he plays on the right more often than not. Joel Johnson is on that right side more often than not. Uh, so if he's going to play on the left, he he plays very differently than Alex plays on the left. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a different style so yeah i don't know i think it's just one of those he has to figure out where exactly he fits in that attacking role especially if he's starting uh but i like you said i like him a lot he brings he brings energy which is something that was lacking in the game uh so you know I, i think he's got potential for sure it'd be nice if we could hold on to him for a few seasons. It seems like we have these players that come through that have potential and then they play one season or two seasons for us and then they're off. So it'd be nice to keep him around and see where he fits long-term. Same with Milwaukee. I, I think those are both, I think those are two really <clears throat> more of more dynamic players than we're used to having. Yeah. Uh, It'd be nice to develop them and keep them around in Charlotte, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, thanks for the question, Thad. All right, Richard asks, uh, Saturday's result aside, was it the correct decision to rest players? With resting players in mind, would you have fielded a different
1: lineup? Oh, I don't know. This is a a decision that I would go back and forth on like three times. I, I don't think resting players was a bad idea. But I don't think bringing on Cato as late as it was was a good decision. I would have much preferred to to honestly. This this may just be me. I would have preferred to swap out Airmen for Cato, um, but I don't know that that necessarily works with their strengths. Um, but I think that would have been a better decision than bringing on Alex um, for Airmen, uh, given the circumstances. Um, but I think it's a really tough call. Um, and given the circumstances it, yeah, I I don't, I don't want to say could have, couldn't have gotten worse, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm okay with it because it, you kind of, you, he was kind of forced into a position to, to, to switch some players out, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I agree with you. It was one of those we kind of needed to rest some guys, because uh, I mean, you can't rest guys at home against Tampa when you need the points. Not that we did need the points here, because uh, when we lost or when we drew to Tampa, uh, we could have used the points in this one as well. But I, you gotta rest players at some point, or else they're gonna crash in August, like last year. Uh, yeah.
1: We can't have that happen. So
0: I'm fine with with resting players. I don't know. I mean, part of the reason we had to rest so many guys. I mean, we had two of our two outside backs <laughs> uh, suspended. That doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we only had six players on the bench. I presume Kevon picked up an injury because he wasn't on the bench. Uh, or maybe. yep. Uh, maybe it was that because he was down in that collision in the Tampa game. Maybe it was mm-hmm. had to do with that. Uh, mm-hmm. we could have used him for sure. Uh, yep. to shield the back line for sure. The only real change I think I would have made, and maybe I would have made two changes. I would have maybe put Cato at right back. Uh, I know he played there at MLS. I know mm-hmm. he hasn't played there for us, but I know he played there in MLS. I would have either put Cato at right back or kept the back line the same. And just, I would have put Alex at, the other midfield spot beside uh, Greg Jordan. Yeah, um, he played there some in preseason. He played there. He played there against Charleston. I know it was a different system. It was a it was a different formation and everything, but he still played central midfield, uh, and and did a pretty good job. So I would have I would have started Alex in the in the central of midfield with Greg Jordan. I would have left the wings the same. Uh, and Ziyad the same up top. I think that maybe would have given us a little bit more bite in the midfield that was lacking from the start, and uh, maybe things turn out differently. I don't know. Yeah, I can agree with that. But no, I I agree with the resting of the players for sure Mm -hmm. because if you don't rest it, they're just going to burn out. And we we, we can't have that again. Plus we got to play these younger guys at some point because they've got to, they've got to get better so that we can play them more and more. You know what I mean? Like if you never play your backups, they're never going to improve. And when you need your backups to play, they're not going to be sharp. They're not going to be good. So it's, it's something we definitely need to do a little bit better job of. Um, Mm -hmm. But we keep getting injuries and, and that makes it difficult. So last question also from Richard. Now that we have a Saturday and a Wednesday game looming, should we expect more rested players? And then ten days off follow.
1: Yeah, I well, I don't know that we'll get much different than an optimal lineup against Indy. Um. Yeah,
0: because what is it? Indy and then Nashville at home. Mm-hmm. And then back to Louisville. Hmm. I Tough. don't know what to expect. To be honest. Yeah. Because.
1: Oh, wait, no. We play Louisville after Cincinnati. Never mind. Yeah. But but I get what you're saying. We have a week after Nashville, which I think will lend itself that we'll probably try to put our best foot forward against Indy. Um, we're definitely going to need more strength in the midfield. There's, there's Yeah, no doubt. I think
0: Foster will probably play. He didn't play, I presume, for rest reasons. I I I bet we'll see if we if if Kevon George isn't healthy, we'll see Ekra, Herrera and Vosser in the midfield. Uh mm-hmm. on Saturday or on yeah, on Saturday. Yep. And then Nashville, you know, presuming everybody's healthy, we'll probably see pretty much the same lineup that plays Saturday if, you know, form and stuff you know, if somebody has a terrible game, maybe they get dropped. Uh, yeah. but that, that seems to be the strategy. So I would, I would, I don't know. Coach Jeffrey's just, um, it seems to be an all or nothing type thing when it comes to rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's not the best strategy, but he's been pretty hamstrung, no pun intended with all the injuries. Uh, so it's hard to find like a flow, you know, I don't know if Jung Su got hurt or if he's just old. So we don't want to take him on all these road trips and have him play on three days rest. And of course, Javon seems like he never comes off the field uh, no. or rarely comes off the field. And he, so it'd be nice to get him a rest at some point um somebody else who needs rest maybe not is jorge i don't know he's he he's only like,
1: not playing one game right
0: yeah sure. and i, I think he's he did get a he did come off the bench against uh tampa so yeah i don't know it's just one of those it's a it's tricky because you want to keep your start your best 11 so to speak sharp mm-hmm. but zayed is our only out and out striker at the moment because Calvert's still hurt, and Jorge, you know, Jorge is kind of a tweener, always kind of in between midfield and striker. I will say, uh, I, it'd be nice if Calvert was healthy. Yeah,
1: uh, not that Zayed's that been
0: bad. I think I I think Zayed's been pretty good uh, uh, lately. He got I think like I said he got a little unlucky on Saturday, but he's been good. He's been he's had good movement. Good. He's getting into the box for chances um but i like calvert too it'd be interesting to see what who would be the number one choice if they were both healthy i think they would push each other and i think that would only be good for us completely agree but i'm getting tired if you can't tell uh we've been gone for an hour and 10 minutes (laughs) hour and 10 minutes and that's just the recording so I got to edit this and do all that jazz. So yeah. i would say we ended here. And, uh, yeah, do we have a guest for Talking Jacks Extra
1: on um,
0: TBD. I was going to that,
1: actually. All right.
0: Well, we'll talk about uh, it off the air. We'll be yes. back with a Talking Jacks Extra with a guest or without a guest on Friday. So we'll talk to you guys then. Uh, have a lovely week. Enjoy Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Da-dun-dun. Get it? Get it? No game about... on Independence Day this year, though. So no. I can't make any Independence Day puns. But Damn. I'll do it anyways. Yep. So y'all get out of here. Don't blow your hand off with fireworks. Uh. Cook your food to the correct temperature. Wash your hands before you cook your food. Yep. You don't want to end up like those people at that one cookout the other day
1: yeah i heard about that Ugh.
0: you don't want to end up like the people at hardy's either no Although that's a different that's a whole different said you know <laughs> take your vaccinations and vaccinate <laughs> your children uh yeah man we're going like we're getting we're getting way off the rails in true talking jacks fashion here at the end yeah uh yeah enjoy your holiday enjoy your day off work uh sorry richard and gary and come on you jacks
1: Woo!